Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Book Wars Pod. Uh, I'm your host here with my other hosts, uh, Kate and Chris, who are back. We are back to our normal shenanigans. Um, (laughs) This is episode 49 and we're talking about Dark Disciple chapters 1 through 13 by Christy Golden. Is that right? It is. Yes, Sorry, ma'am. you just missed Kate absolutely losing her shit over here. Um Why? well because <laughs> because you were you were like, you know, giving it the, the five seconds you usually do, um, before you start. And um Chris had fucking a box of toothpicks in an inopportune place <laughs> and I was all I was about to scream at him and then you started doing the intro. <laughs> so I had to just be like <laughs> I was like, What are these bitch ass toothpicks doing in my space? Oh, bitch ass toothpicks. toothpicks. No, no, no good. Oh, um, anyway, sorry. That's such a good, that's such a dad thing of you guys to have toothpicks. Well, well, he's using them. Um, I'm using them to paint my like little mini figurines for 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 uh, <gasps> Fantasy Flight Games of Star Wars Legion. Yeah. So it's like, what? What do you else do you do that for? Dungeons and Dragons or whatever? Hmm. Where you make your little people? Is that? Is it I don't thing? actually know. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay, well, neither. We're Brian. Um. So, yeah. One of our parents tell us, please. Our, 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 our pod parents. Chris, Chris just whipped out a toothpick and is now actually picking his teeth with it. So this well, is yeah. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> um, while Chris is being a, a bitch ass and picking his teeth on mic, um, what are y'all drinking? It's a Monday recording, so we're punchy. Yes. We always are, but... It's like... It's Friday adjacent, but not the same. It was a long day. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I am having some jasmine green tea, but I dumped an ass load of beef eater in it because I had therapy this morning. I was going to ask, did you put alcohol in it? Hell yeah, I did. Gin. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you, Chris? Um, I'm just having jasmine green tea. And picking your teeth. And picking my teeth, which Ugh. is clearly a drink. <laughs> it's clearly something you're doing into the microphone. Oh, can um, you hear it? No, but I'm pretending like I can so I can yell at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 um, I am drinking uh, Sriracha Pills from our good friends at Grixen. Um, it's a crowler. I had half of it already before I got on the podcast, so I wasn't in a bad mood because work is being a bitch ass. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's fa. It's it's a pilsner, but it's a really interesting pilsner. They make it with um, sriracha ace hops, which is a Japanese hop that was developed um for Sapporo brewers. Um, so it's it it's it's interesting. It has it has kind of this like sort of dill like flavor almost. It's like, um, does it taste like pee or? <laughs> No, it doesn't taste like... It tastes a lot different than a regular Pilsner. Okay, no, because... So. No, 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 I'm saying because Sapporo tastes like pee, like pee to me. Oh, Sapporo, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't taste like that. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had Sapporo. If I what? have, I don't remember it. What? I'm sure I have. I just... It's 
clearly wasn't very memorable. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not. It's it's if I'm not mistaken, and please fucking scream at me if I am. Um, it's rice beer. So instead of um, wheat, they use rice to make it. Um, of course they do. And, rice and hops. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. <laughs> um, but this is not made with with rice. This is made with like traditional wheat and malt. Um, nice. But just with the those special sriracha ace hops. Um, super refreshing. One of my favorite summer beers in in Portland. Um, and they're they're big friends of the pod because I love them and they're friends with me. So, <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, so it's always great. They're they're opening um, their restaurant side of their their brewery probably in a month or so here. So we're getting very excited. Ooh, you need to come visit so you can feed us, dude. Yeah, we sure do. Please <laughs> please do that. There's nothing but food here and drinking. That's all we want. I'm on board with that. Yeah. And Star Wars and nerdery. Chris, get that toothpick out of your mouth. You're not a farmer. <laughs> Speaking of farmers, it is my favorite spinner. Leave me alone. <laughs> there are no farmers in this book so there far. None farmer. Uh, none farmer. There are there are lava miners. Um, I was going to say there are mines. <laughs> there are lava mines. I I need more context on that because I was and giant lava fleas. Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about it, Chris. It's in the outline. You need to wait. <laughs> um okay so new book Kristen's favorite thing uh where are we and when are we and we are in one of my favorite times during star wars even though the prequels exist the clone wars (laughs) um and this is much more like a an arc or an episode of the clone wars so far um than it is like any of the prequels so that's encouraging um (laughs) I should probably give some context for um, Keeks and others who may not be aware, but Dark Disciple uh, was developed out of a script uh, that Katie Lucas wrote um, that was supposed to be um, um, future eight episodes of The Clone Wars, but it got canceled before they could get to them. Um, So um, they took a lot of this unused material and they you know they turned it into things like novels or they wove it into other stuff like rebels because dave filoni doesn't know how to say goodbye um so yeah what you're reading literally is eight episodes of the clone wars in one book oh okay well yeah that makes sense (laughs) i I knew that somewhere but no it's good i mean i (laughs) i mean i had to say it anyway because Because it's good. We like to be accessible, even though we're full of spoilers. <laughs> Yay. Um, do we know when we are in the Clone Wars? So we're definitely after... I just I just looked this up because it was bugging me. We're after season six of the cartoon. Um, and... The we're, animated series. Yes, correct. So <laughs> um, we're not... Really, um, we're not super close to, I just, I was just looking at the years. I think we're pretty close to the end of the Clone Wars. Pretty close? I think we're relatively close. Okay. Well, there's that. And. Like, probably, probably maybe a year out from the end of the Clone Wars. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Would be my random guess. That feels right. That feels right. At the point, at the point where Dooku's been introduced and they're fucking exasperated with him, I guess that's. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Oh, right. That's the whole point. (laughs) Right. Because Ahsoka leaves. Two years into the Clone Wars. 
Yeah. And okay, then what, yeah. four-year song? Three-year song? Three. Three-year song. Three yeah, years. so this is after Ahsoka left. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and I, the reason why I had to look up the years is because I was, like, I, I, I get fixated on these things. Surprise, surprise to literally everyone who is on this pod and or listens to this pod. But um, the, the book started mentioning the Pike Syndicate, and I was like, didn't Anakin and just like fuck that shit up when he when they were looking for Sifo-Dyas in that random weird ass arc in the sixth season apparently they didn't fuck them up so much that they stopped existing so there there's the answer for my random ass question yeah and that doesn't surprise me i think we'll get into that a lot um there was like a sub point later that i think was chris's about um black sun so you know when there's war happening shit gets fucked up that is you know people take advantage of of other people and crime happens we love crime i know um Um, and where are we so we've been in a couple different places i think throughout this book but um we were at the jedi temple yep which was cool that's great um (laughs) Uh, nice. Where else were we? Lots of different planets. Yes. Mustafar, Dathomir. It's kind of a greatest hits. Yeah. We, Pantora. Pantora's Pantora. Yeah. yeah. Everyone um, loves Pantora. Where are we in the very beginning? Uh, that was some rando place. That was a. Wh- okay, that's why I thought. Which, I, I couldn't remember it. Which beginning? <laughs> uh, it's fair. It's fine. I'll I'll look it up. But um, let's just dive right in. I think. We're going to do some, this, we, we have yet another uh, slightly, I would say it's not as character driven as maybe uh, Chuck Wendig's books so far, but it's pretty darn character driven. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So I think Kate wanted to dive into that a little bit. Sure do. Um, so obviously we have our two main players there on the curve of the book. Um, we've got Quinlan Voss. Uh Maverick, uh, hippie Jedi, who uh, y'all may remember from uh, being in the Clone Wars, and that otherwise like really terrible arc where they, where he and Obi Wan are hunting down Zero the Hut. Um, Ugh, that was not a good arc. I, I feel bad because like he was easily the best part of that arc, and I'm not saying that because the rest of the arc was terrible. I'm saying that because I really love his character because he's um, such a great foil for Obi Wan being all um, buttoned up and proper and his fancy british accent and then you know, it wasn't a good foil for anyone zero the hut <laughs> listen there's a time and place and that time and place is during the clone wars <laughs> where all trash shit happens in star wars <laughs> it's to fine be, to be fair i'm pretty sure that episode was in season two which is kind of a dumpster fire so that's true yeah. clone wars doesn't yet. get good until season three <laughs> yeah it's true the second half of season three that is wasn't Mortis first half? I like Mortis. It's not the first half, no. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay. Oh, I love all of the Clone Wars. I'm also pretty sure it's not in that season, but anyway. Fair. Uh, all right, I'm sorry. Continue. You were making it <laughs> I, I derailed will, us. Twist. I will recite things. Uh, yeah. Oh, Christopher. Um, and of course, the second character we have here is Asajj Ventress, former uh, Sith apprentice, former Jedi apprentice, former person who had a happy life. <laughs> Um, and basically they're here to team up to murder Dooku because that's a thing that the Jedi Council ordered. La 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 la. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, seriously. Um, and so I just wanted to start by 
comparing their characters, obviously, I think it's pretty easy to say what's different about them, but I want to see if there are any similarities we can kind of sink our teeth into. For sure. The di- one difference that's you know obvious is Voss is still a Jedi at the beginning of this. Like, he is still a member of an association. At the beginning of the spoilers, Chris. <laughs> I know, Jesus. Well, I could see, could. I mean, well, spoilers, we know <laughs> that he ends this book as a Jedi. Do we? I know nothing. Yes, because he's mentioned in episode three. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> he is ju- it just, just in passing, but he is a general, uh, I want to say on Seleucami. Uh, okay. No. Yes. Either way, Obi Wan mentions him very, very much. Just in passing, he is like he is leading troops somewhere. Yeah. So we know that he is. We know that Voss is still alive and a Jedi at the end of this book. In passing is also a great way to describe the first half of Episode Three. Uh. (laughs) Ah. Oh my god! This is gonna. This I have to drag the Clone Wars. I mean, I have to drag the prequels always, but continue to love them. Same with the Clone Wars. I mean, it's true, but this, like, entire uh, spate of episodes is just going to be... How many prequels (laughs) jokes can we pack into 45 minutes? Anyway. Kristen, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the (laughs) Wise? Christopher! I should have thrown you out in the derecho! Oh, my God. Um, I think it's interesting because, like, at the beginning, we are seeing Voss trying to put on, before he reveals to Ventress that he is a Jedi, and she's like, duh, I know, I'm not a dumb idiot. I and <laughs> I love that. And he's like, you do? It's like, fucking everyone Man. just really not, <laughs> she's very smart, man. <laughs> men, men are men no, water, no matter what y'all do. <laughs> um, but... Well, because I, I feel like there were even, like, breadcrumbs of, like, him being a Jedi. There just were. It's He's not, he's just so not a bounty hunter. Oh, anyway. God, no. <laughs> he's too happy. And, I know. And, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, like, first of all, he doesn't really realize that, right? He's like, I'm good. I can do this thing where I pretend to not be a Jedi, but also, like, pretend to be a really good bounty hunter (laughs) and so you know we we have some prior prior characterization that i think we'll touch on in a second but um we know him from the clone wars he's like this kind of flashy guy he's the one who does like all the flips off in front of obi-wan right hell yeah (laughs) okay actually i thought so he's very metal (laughs) (laughs) he's really cool he like we know he had he got brought to the jedi temple at like a very young age He's, like, grown up in the Jedi. He's kind of, like, a, a cool dude, right? And we see him, like, kind of being uncomfortable um, in this way that we sort of see both sides of it. We see him, say like, him treating this as a normal mission and being, like, this is the fun part. Like, this is all new to me, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as, like, things start to really uh progress between him and ventress we see him like not know what the fuck to do so i think it's it's really a a fun thing whereas ventress is just like (laughs) self-assured none of those things right (laughs) she's been through some shit she doesn't trust anybody and she doesn't need anybody in her life but she's like starting to let him in a little bit right totally i mean one of the things that they clearly have in common is they're both 
extremely competent in very different ways, and their strengths are <laughs> incredibly different. I, I keep laughing because um, Voss keeps trying to be like, I'm, I'm good at this, you know, like, um, hitting on women thing. This is fun. This is going to be real, real easy. Whereas, um, you know, Ventress, she, she's got that technique, like the nod and the wink, and he's just like, wants to like, lie on the floor after she like, tries it out on him, because she, he's like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, I am terrible. I I'm gonna let you do that. Um, <laughs> and it was just beautiful. Um, but he's just such a deeply happy-go-lucky guy. Um, and of course, Ventress, for plenty of good reasons, is a deeply angsty and um, person who's in so much pain. And it's just fascinating to put them together because I don't think either of them have had basically any taste of. The, of like what the other has experienced like Ventress hasn't had a moment in her life where she was happy and Voss I don't think it sounds like he's never really experienced like deep emotional pain in his entire life and I think that's that's really significant about their characters especially um that revelation that Voss has when he's just like I don't think I have a story I thought that was really powerful I thought I wanted to bring up Voss in this book versus Voss in the clones which like we obviously don't have a ton of of him from the clone wars and now you know Kate has told us this is actually kind of the clone wars Mm -hmm. (laughs) um there aren't a ton of differences obviously like it gets the book gets much deeper into who he is and we get a much clearer picture um but at the same time we're like oh yeah he was at like he doesn't really have that many memories if any from before the Jedi temple so that's kind of like you know most most beings come to the Jedi temple at an early age but he has like absolutely you know he was it sounds like he was basically like a baby baby and Mm -hmm. um the Jedi are all he he knows and in this way he's kind of like being asked to not be a Jedi for a while and it's pretty funny watching him do that totally i think i think one of the things that we don't get from the clone wars it's there but it's not at the forefront um in the cartoon anyway is the, is that this guy is he's not just a jedi knight he's a jedi master like he's really right. fucking good at using the force um because he's mostly played for laughs i think in the cartoon which i mean it makes sense it's a fucking cartoon and Honestly, how could you not laugh at him vexing the living shit out of Obi-Wan? Like, that's fucking hysterical. But <laughs> but you really, you know, one of the things that you can see more deeply from um, un- from him in novel form is that um, Christy Golden can do all these descriptions of what exactly it takes out of him to, um, you know, use, use his force ability. Um, so, how are you pronouncing it? Psycho- psychometry? Psychometry. Psychometry, thank you. Um like, that's a really cool ability that we're going to talk about in a second, but, like, you know, what that involves and how easy it is for him. And I don't think we have another character in Star Wars that um, very visibly uses this ability. No, he's he's kind of unique in the current canon. Yeah, okay. So, which is which is pretty cool. Um, Chris, I know you wanted to talk a little bit, too, about how he bumps up against Anakin. Oh, he sure did. <laughs> yeah. I, I think my favorite part in this first part of the book is, like, in the prologue where uh, Windu and Yoda are like, all right, so we've decided we need to send somebody after Count Dooku. And Anakin's like, I'll pack my bags! <laughs> oh, God! It's just so 
Anakin. And doesn't it say at some point, like, the, at one of the times where a boss is meeting Obi-Wan in a bar, like, Obi-Wan gives him this look that boss, like, recognizes him giving Anakin constantly whenever yep. he does something really fucking annoying. <laughs> Just like, I mean, I mean, Voss's whole life is like Quinlan, no, Quinlan, yes, you know? <laughs> like... Like, it's just, they're both incredibly, uh, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. When you act rashly without impulsive. thinking. Impulsive. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. They're both incredibly impulsive. Aren't you so glad you married I, you know, I really am. Yeah. Increasingly every day. With boobs, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they're both very impulsive. They're both extremely talented and their talent has given them more than a little bit of a swagger to them. <coughs> Jesus. Like, they are both, like, becoming reasonably famous for, you know, what they do and their exploits. They both enjoy dangerous miss- missions, and they both, for the most part, enjoy working alone. Although, obviously, Voss doesn't have to work alone here, and Anakin and Obi-Wan work together a lot. Because they're just, like, fucking old married couple over there Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's like Voss to me is what Anakin potentially could have been if Qui-Gon had trained him or similar because Qui-Gon was also this very kind of apart from it all uh you know kind of hippie Jedi and he knew about plenty of weird force shit that is is that the instant pot I can't sorry my instant pot's going off in the background it's fine we can ignore it (laughs) I like couldn't even hear it because these has, headphones. Has it has it reached pressure or is it done cooking? No, it's, it's done. done cooking. <laughs> he's he's making meat fluids. Love meat fluids. He's making broth. It's a very e- even for us. It's a very weird way to describe broth. He's making meat broth. Um, anyway, uh, Qui Gon. He's ki- he's this like kind of like maverick cowboy Jedi and doesn't really listen to the council and like does you know what he feels like he needs to do to do good and be in touch with the light side of the force. And I feel like that's kind of very much Voss. And you have to believe that, I mean, we knew Qui-Gon was an incredible teacher because he spat out Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, um, things things I found out from skimming through Wikipedia, um, Quinlan Voss was Aelis Kerr's master. Um, she was a bad one. Oh. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Anyway, <laughs> fun fact. I'm glad it's not just me. I keep going on Wikipedia to check shit. Lately. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. more than usual, I don't. It's right. crazy. I mean, um, I mean, we yeah. know he was a good teacher because she 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 speaks highly of him, like in the Clone Wars when she has that conversation with Ahsoka about yeah. attachment to your master. So mm-hmm. I think that's so it's so hard. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just interesting, and and I'm gonna I want to come back to this point too after we read more because there's a lot more of Anakin versus Voss I think to unpack as we go through the book. I mean, as he starts poking the dark side more and more i feel like yeah i, I guess that's not a spoiler that that's gonna happen because mm-hmm. you know we got that first conversation between him and ventress they both kiss people they're not supposed to kiss they both kiss people <laughs> they they sure did <laughs> also possibly just totally it... boned behind the scenes so whatever <laughs> bad touch uh, i have absolutely not read past that because i didn't want to ruin the podcast because anytime i like a book too much and i like try to read it too fast it ruins everything oh i just like I fl- can't sorry oh you flipped no i flipped the page and i read the first paragraph and i was like y'all had sex <laughs> oh i'm sure i'm gonna feel exactly the same way <laughs> anyway can't wait to totally text boned. kate all caps they boned <laughs> we do this all the time 
Um, anyway, yes. I meant to bring up clones later after Chris talked about Anakin, but I'm a bad daughter. Right? I mean, it's the fine. Second. You just jumped the line. Whatever. I, I did. Thank you. For, thanks, thank you for the grace. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted to use the, the clone piece to talk about the uh, uh, psych- psychometry? Psychometry? Psychometry is yeah. how I'm Weird for shit. Yeah, dude. Um, Want to talk about weird for shit, Kate? Totally. So, so I... It's a rhetorical question with you. It's That's completely true. Do, do, I, do I ever not want to talk about weird for shit? Yes, when I'm sleeping, please don't bother me. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so to get a little more background on this, because apparently I went really research heavy with the first half part of this book, as I do, I don't know. I was bored at work. I go on Wikipedia the same way you go down regular Wikipedia holes. I go down Wikipedia holes. It's fine. Um, so apparently, according to Wikipedia, which is crowdsourced, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt, um, psychometry is a force ability that allows the... Um, force user to acquire information about people or events associated with an object solely by touching it. Um, whoever used that ability received input from sight, sound, and emotions. And um, Quinlan Voss is basically number one at doing this thing, um, which is ha- how he got involved with Obi-Wan tracking down Zero because he's a really good tracker because all he has to do is, like, you know, touch things and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, he's going this way. He's going to do this next. Like, that sort of thing. Um which is fascinating. Honestly, this this ability remind. Did anybody else watch Charmed? Oh, I did, but not like snippets. not like all of it. I watched a lot of it because I think it was on after school for me when I was in high school. Oh my god, amazing! Um, yeah. Sorry, one of the sisters on Charmed basically has this. Basically, has the same. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, this is what reminded me of. Anyway, go on. No, it's that's uh, it's a great reference. It's <laughs> totally allowed. We make all sorts of references. And by we, I mean Chris. <laughs> I love garbage TV, so that was my, my Same. <laughs> I also love just, like, paranormal shit. Yes, which is why we do this podcast. Anyway, you were saying something. Yes. Oh, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> well, never mind. Um, well, I mean, we already talked about how we don't know of anybody else who used this ability in any, like, real way, right? Or right. at least, like, in the canon so far. Right, not in the not in the current canon. Um, Legends is a a deep well that I'm unable to draw upon. Um, but you know, it's it's probably in there somewhere. Just because this is one of those things that's I think this is like one of the more not only cool but useful force abilities. So I feel like it had to have been used somewhere else, unlike being able to like you know hop through a goddamn time travel portal. Uh, so um, now I'm on Wikipedia, and apparently in Legends, Luke had it. So go off. <laughs> fucking a huh that's wild that actually would make sense because he has so many feelings yeah and somebody named bach aseka hell if i knew who that is i don't know who that is heard of that person doesn't matter no it's fine um so anyway um just bringing that up because i figure it'll factor in more later because it's it's the thing he does um Mm -hmm. so i just wanted to point that out um, and then the other weird for shit thing I want to talk about is something that, um, at least in the reading we just did, um, we only barely scraped the surface of it. Um, but so far, I want to talk about what new things we've learned about the nature and the power of the dark side, because Ventress talks a lot about that um, right before the part where we stopped. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a lot more about this next section. 
uh, as Voss kind of delves into the dark side more. But I mean, we know that, I don't know, just to kind of recap what we know, we know that Dathomir and the Night Sisters were specifically of the dark side, I guess. I, I don't know that it was fairly obvious, but I don't know if it was ever made explicit before. You can tell by all the red and green. No, I could tell by them turning <laughs> fucking Savage into a fucking, like, Frankenstein, though. Oh, yeah. And yeah, And re- reanimating corpses, yes. Yep. <laughs> um, well, and they didn't never, they never talked about it in terms of the Force, right? They talked about it, like, they talked around it, I think. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would say they talked around it. Yeah, it's kind of, it, like, they're... They just, like, referred to it as their magics, right? Right, yeah. They always okay. referred to it as magic, and they always called themselves witches, so it's... Like we were talking about with Legends of Luke Skywalker, like just their weird conception of the Force. Hmm. I mean, one thing that's interesting to me is that Savage is very explicitly not like Sith and Dark Side anymore, because she's just kind of like herself. You mean Ventress? What did I say, Savage? Yeah, Savage. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Savage. Savage, <laughs> Savage been dead. Yeah, I was uh, about to say he's, he's definitely super not. dead. <laughs> Spoilers. Um. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Ventress is very much like kind of explicitly not Sith and not of the dark side anymore, which I think is a really interesting thing for us to keep in mind as we keep going and like think about how difficult it is to come back from the dark side and that she's done it. But is she? Can hmm. we really say she's not dark side if she's Dathomiri? Like she, that's just kind of in her blood. Yeah, that's fair. But she's don't... very explicitly not Sith. Okay, yeah, but yeah. that's different. That is different. It's I, different. I, yeah, I was, We're gonna let's. Uh, we'll come back to this, and it'll make sense why I'm bringing that up. Oh, okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> I was just gonna say, like, it doesn't right now because she talks so like in the little bits that we get about um, her talking to Voss about uh, the Force and the dark side and stuff. Um, she focuses so much on hate. <laughs> Um, and that is obviously something she still uses herself to fuel a lot of her connection with the force. At least that's my perception. Perhaps mm-hmm. when we learn more, that won't be the case, but that's obviously like what she kind of brings up as like Voss's first lesson when they get to Dothamir. Right. Exactly. I also just, just to talk a little bit more broadly about the Night Sisters and the dark side of the force. What's interesting to me is that um, the same way that other people, um, you know, they just conceive as, of the Force as the Force, or um, there are cultures who just kind of revere the, the light side of the Force. The dark side of the Force is kind of the only aspect of the Force they know. And so, obviously it's the dark side, but, like, how much it's integrated in their everyday life, like, how... We always associate the dark side with, like, evil. And so it's like, can we... Or can we paint that broader brush on this society that doesn't exist anymore because bad things happened? Or, um, Gosh, know. are we going to talk more about this next week? Oh, boy, I'm excited. Okay, cool. I'm cool putting a pin on it because otherwise we're just, like, wildly... Because I'm sure they stay on Dathomir for a while, right, Chris? And mm-hmm. she teaches them all about... Yeah, exactly. Te- she, uh, once again, Chris, and... She teaches him all about <laughs> the Night Sisters and the culture and blah blah blah. And what? So what are? Remind me what like the brothers are called. They were called Night Brothers. Night Brothers. Okay, that didn't sound right in my brain, but it's it's not said very often. Say it, it's yeah, they don't say it very much. But yeah, just to be clear, that's what um, Darth Maul was. Mm-hmm. 
That is correct. And I mean, I think the only other thing that I'll add to this discussion is that we hear we hear from Ventress that the Darth the, the Darth side the dark side. Um, <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> like we kind of hear that it does go deeper and like more powerful than the light side, and we've never heard that from somebody who was not Sith. And so it's like interesting to hear that from a more unbiased source of like someone who's not trying to convince, like someone who's not trying to lure someone over. Sure. And I feel like we're going to have a lot of interesting conversations about, um, I think we've talked before about the spectrum of um, light side to dark side and the gray area, the characters that fall into these gray areas. And I feel like I get to, I get to whip out that chart again, as it were, that mental chart I have. (laughs) It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, since we can't talk about this stuff because we need more information, um, this is more of a sidebar than anything, uh, but I was very entertained by them going to Mustafar um, before it became known as the place Jedi go to die um, and finding out that uh, besides being this horrible uh, lava filled planet that will burn off your limbs, um, people actually (laughs) live there. Like apparently the Mustafarians are a species obviously mentioned in the book, but they well, do... we see them in Revenge of the Sith. Okay, I always thought they were droids. Because they looked so... Well, th- there are droids, but they're little dudes, too. No. Okay, but I, I, like, Googled a picture of them, and I'm like... I remember this. I don't remember this at all, either. Uh, like, if you Google Mustafarians and Return of the Jedi, like, they look like droids, and I guess it's because they have to wear all this... All this shit. Yeah, because it's <laughs> shitty outside. <laughs> Um, and it's lava outside. Yeah, and it's like they have they have bars there, they have mines there. Apparently, people live there, and it's. I was just like, oh, this is like I thought this planet was more or less uninhabitable, except for you know having to do some sort of manufacturing of the hell. But no, I was completely wrong. It's interesting. I honestly, I kind of feel like it was a little bit of a misstep, and they just wanted to like tie it into Revenge of the Sith because it feels weird to me that the Black Sun would have a base there because it is so awful hmm. like just why would they want to live there because they can afford they ac <laughs> i mean true true <laughs> facts only <laughs> oh oh and i re- i know why we couldn't remember what why, where we were at the very beginning of the book because we were in a frigate <laughs> we were, we were above in a the frigate planet. above my rain <laughs> thank you um I was like, why are some kind of ship? I don't know. Then everybody died. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Everybody died. Yep, that's <laughs> that is so right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have like a real opinion about them having people. Well, okay. Can I say the one thing that kind of like weirded me out when they went to Mustafar is they didn't, isn't Mustafar supposed to be like really strong with the dark side of the force? Chris. Uh, I mean, I don't know if the entire planet is in the way that Dathomir is. Certainly it has quite a well of the dark side of the force, which is where uh, Vader yeah. builds his castle. Presumably well, and I guess, like, that's, neither- that's actually coming up in the next arc of the Darth Vader comic. Well, if oh, they cool. Marvel. stop having hoes as their editors in chief, maybe we could read it on the pod. I mean, I agree yeah. with you. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Sorry that I just I was like, that's weird. They didn't. That's weird that like they. I didn't hear Voss remark upon that in like his internal dialogue. 
I was like, doesn't everybody know it's strong with the dark side of the force? <laughs> no, 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 I think but, that, no. That's a good question because if you had just like if someone had said that to me, I would, I would have been like, oh yeah, that sounds right. So, but it's also like pre Vader, right? Yes. So yeah, this is pre Vader. Fuck do we know? Right. Well, we know that so Sidious has a hideout there. True, and I don't know whether or not we know, get any more about it, but I wonder if like something happened like with the separatists and or the empire to make it like more fucked up <laughs> i'm sure to like have less people there or whatever like yeah i'm actually versus, really like whoa yeah i know me too um because i'm like this doesn't seem like the most far that i know but i'm like well it probably isn't yeah the empire the separatists love to fuck up whole planets for whatever reason i i don't mining i don't argue that um revenge of the sith gives us evidence of that because um when we get that whole um, giant fucking manufacturing meltdown that, you know, leads to Anakin being half dead, <laughs> being mostly dead, um, is, um, I don't know, maybe the volcanic activity was a little more friendly to um, life forms? I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't know. Something bad happened, I think. Yes, but right. Dude, did you want to talk a lot about- Not in Star Wars. <laughs> I know, right? Nothing bad happens in Star Wars. Oh, God, no. <laughs> There's no trauma, and that everyone's happy. Uh, wait, dude, did you want to talk about lava fleas real fast? Yeah, I just want to know more about them. Aren't they funny? <laughs> what, how big are they? Like, what do they look like? Well, they're clearly rideable. I know they're <laughs> are they like are they like giant si- are they like giant fleas because that's like what i'm picturing yeah actually i googled a picture of them also because i just i was just I literally went super heavy on the googling with this book um love it and yeah no there's um they never actually you know built out these character models for the clone wars because you know it got canceled but no there's sketches of it's just these giant goddamn fleas that's very oh, clone wars it. it's so funny I bet they all have, like, short little, like, weird hairs coming off of them because they're fleas. Oh, it's so great. That's correct. (laughs) So good. Oh, yes. I love it. (laughs) I love that they're just, like, lava fleas. I'm like, what the... Why the fuck... That doesn't even make sense. It is so Clone Wars, though. I love it. I know. It's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I, it's not some kind of like reinforced metal thing. They're like, oh, no, there's like a weird bug, like a <laughs> giant one that can like survive lava. I'm like, of, of course there is. <laughs> Why did I think there wouldn't be? It's, it's very it's very George Lucas. Why don't we give them speeders? They could ride fleas. Honestly, it's <laughs> peak Dave Filoni because he's actually five years old inside. So It's true. They're wolf fleas. <laughs> All, all, oh my god. <laughs> One of them is Kanan, <laughs> somehow. Oh my god. One of them's Ezra via time travel. Uh, <laughs> Ezra made a mistake, guys. Uh, Ezra made a whoops. I'm uh, uh, still not over the fact that they killed Kanan. Speaking of bad ideas, Chris, you wanted to talk about the Jedi Council. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I did. So, this book is... And, I mean, it's it's hard to fully get into this without spoilers, but, like, it's a long book and they're already training Voss, so, like, you feel like this has to go wrong somewhere. So, like... <laughs> and Mace Windu was involved, so... Yeah. So, like... I was Yoda just, was involved. Just, like, in that entire prologue, I was just like, this feels bad. Is it bad? Is this gonna go bad? Like, it's just, like, so blatantly obvious that this is a bad idea. <laughs> Like, let's 
literally become evil so that we can kill another dude who's evil because then we'll all be able to not be evil and have a nice day. I have a question. Is it still canon that Mace Windu basically um, has taught himself how to channel the dark side without succumbing to it? Like, he has that lightsaber form that's Um, basically dark side based. I think it's... I think it's not not canon. Okay. I think it's it's one of those things that like hasn't just been talked about in the new canon. Well, why not? At all. First you killed the black guy. Now you're not talking about all the cool shit about the black guy. Right. Great. Um <laughs> Sorry, it's Oh, just- I'm not full I'm not full of shit and I I might edit this back into where we were actually talking about it. Sorry, now I'm like I'm d- the Wikipedia of this book is I, like not of this book but there's so much shit that we like vaguely know of that i that i also feel the need to do deep dives on it says the core of mustafar has the locus of the dark side of the force <laughs> oh thank you which darth vader used to his advantage when bleeding the kyber crystal for his lightsaber uh, fuck do i know okay. oh i did know that that was on mustafar actually oh, god damn it chris yeah chris gee um, no. But yeah, no. So, oh. like I said, like it, it has a well of the dark. Like it has a very strong well of the dark side. It's not just a well, man. It's the the heart of the planet. I'm pretty sure we can establish that the planet is strong in the dark side. Yeah. Okay. Fine with that. Not just a well. A well. A well assumes <laughs> that there's a small silo tunneling to the center of the planet, and that's all. They call uh, one of some of the Mustafarians expert lava flea riders in this episode in this episode in this uh article <laughs> i'm just i'm so fucking done <laughs> like, where did you even get that from i'm quitting the anyway, pod okay okay we're done we're done i'm sorry i'm done talking about lava fleas i promise <laughs> i'm quitting the pod i'm quitting star wars we're done here um anyway no we're talking about the jedi being bad i was oh, paying yeah. attention i just <laughs> yes i just <laughs> no it's just like and, well, so, I, I don't know, because sorry, just to go back to talking about Mace Windu, just because, like, I know he thought he was the chosen one because he felt like he had successfully, like, ineffectively breached the light and dark, but I don't know if that's the Legends now. I think it is. It's one, I think it's one of those things that's not, not canon, okay. but it hasn't specifically been mentioned. Well, I wish they would figure it out, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's, yeah. So, but I mean, like, it's just... This just feels so obviously stupid. And it just, like, thinking back to, like, Luke's opinion in The Last Jedi of, like, the Jedi, actually really dumb. And it's like, you know what? There's there's something here. <laughs> I'm just, sorry, I'm just, like, harping on Mace Windu because I'm like, I could, if that's, if these things are maybe still true about him, then I can kind of see where he might have thought that was a good idea, even though it really wasn't. So, anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I, I honestly don't know because it's not mentioned in the Mace Windu comic miniseries that mm. came out last year, earlier this year. All right. Well, anyway. Um, so, yeah, basically the Jedi are talking about let's um, kill this one guy. You know, it's, it's it's you know, what are you willing to sacrifice this, this one dude and also your morals or, uh, you know, billions of lives in the galaxy? Wait, Chris, there are Mace Windu comics? There's a Mace Windu comic miniseries. It's just four issues, I think. Maybe five. Oh, cool. Because I'm like, I'm holding out hope that we haven't gotten an answer on whether or not that shit is canon because we're going to see Mace Windu again. But fuck me, right? <laughs> Never know. It could still be Snoke. 
Oh my god, eat my uh, ass. So true. They're both They're bald. They're both bald. <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, also, side note. Fuck. Another, another reason this plane is terrible. As you keep just rolling right over. Another reason this is a terrible, ter- no good, very bad, horrible plan. Like... <laughs> They know at this point that Darth Sidious is a thing. They don't know who he is, but they know he's a thing. Yoda has already gone on his weird, like, force journey. Like, and, like, had his, like, big force vision where he faced off against Darth Sidious. He knows he's a thing. Why are they just like, oh, if we kill Dooku, everything's gonna be fine. You know that there's another one. It's just, (laughs) it's very dumb. And yet I don't think it's a plot hole because I think the Jedi were actually this dumb. I mean... Have you have you have you met the Jedi Order? <laughs> yeah, especially during the like all of the Clone Wars. <laughs> yep, not oh not God. their best. <sighs> I mean, not all of it was their fault, but most of it was. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, we have like an entire clone army for you. They're like, hey, you want out? <laughs> seems uh, fine. So, so uh, what? <laughs> Look at these clones we found. This seems fine and normal. <laughs> this is fine. We'll use these definitely. <laughs> What could happen? The Jedi, the equivalent of finding a hot dog on the ground and eating it. <laughs> so real. No! They couldn't turn around and kill all of us. Nothing like that could happen. This hot dog will never betray me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just wrote on the outline, yeah, what the fuck about this point? Because <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I also agree that it's not a plot hole. I just think they're fucking idiots. Yeah. That they're like... We don't know how to end the Clone War. There's too much bad shit going on. And I'm like, well, not like this. <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to go back to my earlier, like, actual point. Chris, you're, like, on one and you're not even drinking yet. I don't understand. Anyway. So, the Jedi, again, are basically weighing their morals against um, millions of lives in the galaxy that they think are going to be saved by ending this war and killing Dooku and whatever. Versus, uh, Chris, you have this quote in the outline um, where Voss is saying um, this is what the Jedi should be doing, you know, breaking apart um, horrible crime syndicates like Black Sun or or even the Pikes. Mm -hmm. Um, So which really is more important? And then is that different from what's aligned with Jedi values? It kind of goes back to what... Like, should the Jedi be a religion or should the Jedi be a political organization? Because mm. as a political organization, it makes sense that they would take military titles like, and you know, do what they did in the Clone Wars. However, we know that many people on the Jedi Council, including, we know now, Quinlan Voss, including Depa Bilaba from the canon comics. I don't think Voss was on the Council, though. He wasn't on the council, but he was a, he was a master. Sure. Sorry. Many many people within the Jedi Order. Yes. I will revise. Including someone like Barriss Offee. Like... Dat ho, yes. <laughs> uh, like, we know that there's plenty of people within the Jedi that don't think that they should be in this war. And, like, if they... You know, and you know if their political organization makes sense, but if they're just kind of guardians of the light, then they shouldn't be in this war. Then they should just be... Like, they, they they should be finding other ways to do this rather than just fighting this war for the Republic. See, what, see, see, there's my next question. If not them, then who, you know? Well, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a good question. And that, I think, is, you know, benefits of hindsight. Sure. Like, that would, have been, that would have been a question had they decided to make it that question. 
but they chose to align themselves not with the light, but with the Republic. And the consequence of that is that there is more dark in the world. Well, and that ties into your next point, does it it not, Chris? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like that ties into your next point and kind of like what we were talking about earlier in the pod, which is like, besides the separatists and the Republic, um, there were all these other like fringe organizations that we know about through the Clone Wars um, and just like fringe organizations that continue, which we know about uh, from rebels and shit. Um, But we see Black Sun in this book and we also see who are the... What's the crime syndicate? The Pikes. The Pikes. Yeah, thank you. That Kate already brought up. I knew that. But, <laughs> um, I mean, the, not that this is the first time we're seeing them, obviously, but this is the first time I feel like we're feeling the gravity of how like bad those groups are and how powerful those groups are. I mean, obviously they're bad. I shouldn't say it like that, but um like kind of how much how much sway those groups have in this conflict because both sides are are worn down so far totally and i mean the depths to which they'll go like black sun is murdering children so that's fun um just really casual we've never seen that before no not at all ever well, well okay <laughs> oh i'm drinking founders all day ipa session ale um it's 4.7 it's 42 ibus they are out of grand rapids michigan um they're one of my favorite midwest brewers and you can't get a ton of founder stuff out here you can get a lot where you guys are so yeah i was gonna um, say founders which you probably know <laughs> but uh yeah it's one of the the breweries i've mi- i've missed most but um for the summer they started making 15 pack cans holy fuck which is incredible because they're usually you know six or 12 and i'm like 15 is actually perfect for five people you know four people or five people. oh yeah i'm like that's great but like if i normally i would show up with two 12 packs and everybody would think i was a fucking lunatic <laughs> now i'm like 115 great there you go <laughs> that's amazing anyway it's it's very delicious it's just a, a little session it's it's kind of heavy for a session it's four seven but um it, it is delicious I, I bet you guys can get it where you are if you if you'd like it but it has a little uh like a uh station wagon like an old old wood paneled station wagon with like a red canoe on top of it it's oh. very cute oh it's very michigan i know right anyway thank you for allowing me to get another beer and explain it because this is beer pod is hi brian <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. So here's my other question for you. Mm-hmm. So that so I think then the question becomes: Are the Jedi a religion? Are they a political organization? Or are they rent to cops? I mean, yes. So <laughs> like, when do they ride segways? Oh I mean, I feel no, like no. They this, ride lava fleas. I feel like I feel like this. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I feel like this gets like right at the heart of Luke's disenchantment in the Last Jedi because he sees them he learned them as a religion that's what he learned from obi-wan that's basically how he learned it from yoda Mm -hmm. that's he you know the the books are the last of the jedi religion like that like that is how he sees them but it's impossible to watch the prequels and the clone wars and not conclude that they are also a political organization because that's just that is the role that they have taken on and so you know I think the question is, what should they have been? Because clearly they were 
more than just a religion. Right. Well, I mean, we're saying we're con- we're contrasting Voss being like this is what the Jedi should be doing, which is like basically being cops as opposed to being military. But yeah. at the end of the day, is that really that different? Is kind of what what I'm trying to get at and I'm doing ineffectively because I had gin. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think that's a fair point. Um and I think you know, there's there's a lot of problems inherent with the idea that they should have just been independent and gone after whoever they wanted to go after, which I think is what Voss kind of wants. Mm-hmm. Like, just kind of, like, unaligned and going at, like, fighting crime. Right. I mean, and also, it's, it's just this... I can, I, kind of, I can kind of see the slippery slope that led the Jedi to, you know, taking military titles in the Clone Wars, because um, if you're Guardians of the Light, how can you really sequester yourself at your temple and not do anything when they're suffering well and i think and this is where i would love to see some pre prequel mm-hmm. like f- formation of the republic stuff to see how the jedi developed from this kind of monastic religious order to being more of this political entity that... so you want kotor <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i heard him too kate <laughs> um so, I, like, I think we do need to see more about the foundation of the Jedi to see how they became this political organization, whether the, you know, whether the war with the Sith is going to become canon again. I guess it's kind of canon because we heard about it in... Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. So, it's kind of, so at least the Mandalorian War is canon. Mm, not just the Mandalorian War. When they go to the, the Temple of Malachor... Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah! A, it's a battlefield. All right, so so the, so the war between the Sith and the Jedi is canon. So like, I guess we need to know how involved the Jedi were in the foundation of the Republic. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a, it is a slippery slope, and I think that is one of the problems inherent in the Jedi of how involved do you want to be? I want like a like a I don't know like some kind of a government like thriller caper or whatever the hell. Having having to do with the the old old Jedi and the super old Republic, that'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> anyway, I'm here for it. I'd love to see that. Um, well, I I totally get what you're saying about slippery slippery slope, Chris. Um, for the Jedi especially, but I think it it's funny and we we would be remiss to not kind of link that to some of the other stuff that we've brought up between uh, in the in the new trilogy where we're kind of using the words resistance and what other words do we use interchangeably rebellion and rebellion thank you Mm -hmm. sorry i couldn't um (laughs) you know (laughs) i couldn't brain that Um, i was like i have a point and i'm just gonna make it and someone will help me (laughs) i'm here (laughs) thank you for being here for me um but i mean we you know and you wonder i totally agree in like the beginning of the beginning of the republic how interchangeably like those words were used then as well right like republic versus rebellion versus resistance there we go i got it i got it mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean i don't for how like stripped down we see the resistance at the end of the last jedi it's like i even though there aren't jedi right you know there's ray and whatever she 
chooses to call herself but um which i think we is jedi right because i think yeah luke says luke said so luke says this luke says it's not the last of jedi but um I don't think she's totally concerned with whether or not, like, she's a political organization versus uh, some kind of religion, even though I think she actually does a really effective job of straddling all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, obviously, like, a different discussion, tens of thousands of Jedi versus Rey. Yes. <laughs> but, you know... And that's not something that comes up in teaching. I mean, I think Luke really brings it to her as as a religion. I think that that's totally right. Um, but at the same time, he doesn't explicitly say, like, we stay out of military battles and stay out of political things. Well, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't give her any guidance of, about that, even though I think he probably has big opinions on it. Right. That's not really... That's not in the Jedi code the way it is in, you know, other media where specifically, like, this group has a code. They do not get involved. It's funny because this is actually very much something that's dealt with in the deleted scenes from Last Jedi slash the novelization. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's okay. I'm having a brain fart (laughs) because we watched the deleted scenes and now I don't... So, basically, Luke's second lesson is I'll, I'll... if you haven't read the novelization yet, this is a minor spoiler. It's really not that big a spoiler. But, like, as, you know, right after Ray says, Kylo failed you, I won't, instead of cutting that scene, uh, Ray sees, like, a ship approaching the caretaker's village. And oh, that's a, no, Luke that's a third lesson. Her, no, there is no third lesson. What? They never get to the third lesson. I'm pretty sure. That, okay, whatever. Um, and, anyway, and, and, and Luke tells her that it's, like, raiders who have come to, like, pillage and murder and ray is like well we have to help them and luke is like if you help them then they'll just come back you know worse next month or whatever and long story short ray races down there and it was all a joke and they're all having a big party um and i like how the boat is just a fucking carnival cruise yep God, he's such a fucking troll fucking luke yep. and it. and luke and luke tells her the jedi of old would have had well like would have had you stand to stand aside and like and not intervene but would they have well maybe the jedi of old old Mm. can we read the novelization and do it as a bonus yeah Yeah. i well well, what i wanted to do was um do the novelization as a bonus with the deleted talking about the deleted scenes also yeah so that would be i don't know whether or not i have the deleted scenes couldn't tell you but um (laughs) i also want to talk about that the, we Chris, we still haven't watched the director and the Jedi that documentary about Mark Hamill specifically, but um, yeah, we should do that this weekend. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yes, I would like. Oh to do no, that. I I was just bringing that up because it it sounds like there's enough there for us to discuss it in a book wars pod sort of. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> oh totally. Sort of bonus bonus pod sense. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> yeah. Totally. Anything can be a bonus pod. Yes. We'll figure out when we can squish that in, but yeah, totally. Yeah. But anyway, so Great. just to just to wrap up and put a bow on my point, like I think it's. Luke very clearly had thoughts about this and what the Jedi should have done and did not do. And we haven't seen that from Rey yet. And I think it'll be really interesting to see where that goes in nine. If Rey takes disciples, if she, if she like tries to like restart the Jedi order the way Luke did, or if she just decides that she is going to be the only one and she is the last Jedi and she is going to balance the force and then that's it. 
Can I talk about Kanan again? Sure. <laughs> Every episode. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's interesting to me, just this debate between the two, because we have Kanan who is pretty sure he's the last of the Jedi Order. Like, he has no idea if any other Jedi are still living out there. And he takes Ezra as an apprentice, and he basically basically believes that they have a duty to fight the Empire. So really, he kind of lands on the side of the Council, doesn't he? Despite mm-hmm. what I mean, despite what Depa said I, to him, I think so. So that's kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. Just what, what like which seeds wind up actually germinating is is pretty fascinating when you're trying to bring back something that's completely decimated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and he, he came in so late during the Clone Wars that he was... You could, you know, if we're kind of talking about it in these, like, political versus religious terms, he was given only the political side <laughs> you know what i mean if we oh, yeah. if we think about like what we what we know of kanan from um the books and flashbacks during uh rebels it's like he he was a fighter right <laughs> he was he was almost more of a fighter than a jedi in in some ways i think you could you could argue just because he was such a young kid still oh yeah he was 13 he's like war is cool man i want to do the thing <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway Sorry, I oh, every episode. No, sorry. Let me talk about Kanan because I'm still. Upset. No, sorry. Let me let me bring up a Hera quote. Yes. <laughs> um, because apparently she said I don't know when she said this, but uh, this is about Mustafar again. I just reopened my phone to look at Wikipedia. <laughs> um, I've heard that name once from Kanan. He said Mustafar is where Jedi go to die. It's the it's call to action first season right before the season Great. finale. Yeah. So. That's and that's after right? Vader has his palace <laughs> there palace already. Palace of evil. <laughs> yes, of course. But still, I I just I love that that was like the first quote in in the article. I was like, oh yeah, she does say that. <laughs> Why is it the hair quote they grabbed? What the hell are y'all doing over there? Right. Oh, I mean, it's for the Mustafar. Oh, it's for the Mustafar article. I thought you meant the one like at the top top of her article because I was about to be like, excuse me. Oh no, not her article. Okay. The Mustafar article. Oh, okay, I'm there. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was about yeah, to be yeah, very yeah, angry. Yeah. No, I was like, oh my god, there's a hair quote at the top of the Mustafar article. Roll Tide. <laughs> yes. <sighs> I'm not affiliated with Alabama basketball or basketball, Alabama football or basketball for that matter. It's just, just, it's just a. Only baseball. A punctuation point. <laughs> All right. Well, shout out to Molly if you're listening. <laughs> she's so not listening. But yeah, this is the real I test know if she's, she's not still listening. Um, all right. Well, I think that takes us to a good stopping point for our discussion. I know that we have plenty more to talk about with Dark Disciple, but we're going to continue reading next week, uh, chapters 14 through 28. Uh, in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod on all those platforms. BookWarsPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. And please rate, review, and subscribe to both the Book Wars Pod and the Toshi Station Radio Mega Feed. It really is the best way to help people discover the show. If you have the ability and are so inclined, please donate to the Toshi Station Radio Patreon as it helps us cover our hosting and production costs. And please uh, give us a coffee at coffee.com slash bookwarspod. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. 
Thank you so much for listening to episode 49 of the Book Wars Pod. And for Kate and Kristen, I'm Chris, and we will talk to you next week. Episode 49? Fucking A. What are we doing? Keep talking. I'm getting another beer because fuck today.